I V M. a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travellers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. Hi guys, I'm your host Saif and our guest traveller today is Shikhar Lohia, an up-and-coming Instagrammer who posts under the handle Up and Meandering. So without much ado... Let's find out more about Shikhar in our brand new episode. Shikhar, thank you so much for being a part of the Musafir Stories and welcome to the podcast. Hi Shikhar, welcome to the Musafir Stories. Hi Saif and Feza, no worries, it's all my pleasure. For a bit of an introduction, uh, I'm a recent graduate from Delhi University in management. I'm working and living here currently. I work at CBRE, okay. which is uh, an international property consultant firm. And uh, yeah, so I've been in Delhi for uh, most part of my life for 16 out of 20 years that I've lived on this planet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, pretty much doing a boring corporate job like everyone else. And uh, sometimes here and there I, I try to do interesting things like uh, I tried my hand at travel blogging uh, when I was in the first year of my college. Then every once in a while I try to Instagram as much as I can about my travels. And uh, ever since I was uh, studying in a boarding school in Dehradun, all I've been wanting to do is travel the hills i mean people have the goals of traveling the world but i feel that uh, i'm solely interested in hills and the day i complete traveling all the hills of the world i'll be really happy and uh, yeah i'm pretty much confused about everything else in life about career about what to do next but one thing that i'm really not confused about is traveling i really want to travel the indian hills <laughs> that's awesome and uh, believe me at 20 I think I was as confused as you and I probably wasn't even sure about traveling at that time. So at least you're one thing sorted <laughs> and um, you have a long way Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, when the corporate wave hits you, right? So you uh, <laughs> want to pack your bags and go to... <laughs> Absolutely. I think I want to do that more than ever now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, Shekhar, we have a little tradition at the Musafir stories where each week when, whenever we have a traveler come on board... What we do is we request them to take us and our listeners to a new destination and tell us everything about that trip, everything from where you lived, what you did, what you saw, what you ate, everything from A to Z. So with that in mind, where are you taking our listeners to today? So today we're all going to go to Mekliot Ganj, which is nestled quite well in the Dholadar hills of the Kangra Valley in Himachal Pradesh, India. And... Uh, I guess a lot of us would know this, but it's also called Little Lhasa because of the majority Tibetan refugee population that settled over here since the 1959. So yeah, let's go over there and see how, uh, you know, one trip sort of changed my opinion about travel, how one week in the hills changed it all. Great. And Shikhar, why, I mean, why did you choose this particular place? Okay, so... uh, Ever since I was a child, I used to hear, I used to listen to my cousins, you know, plan their trips to McLeod Ganj. Back then, it was really less crowded and less commercialized as compared to what it is right now. And I didn't know exactly what McLeod Ganj was. I mean, you know, as kids, uh, what 
uh, our indian what our parents uh, you know they tell us is that okay let's plan a trip to manali or masuri or dalhousie or nainital that's the kind of uh, mainstream and mundane hill stations that we indian kids have been you know accustomed to going to but when i heard about mcleod ganj i was really inquisitive about it then you know uh, when i used to google about it i used to uh, read about how a lot of tibetan people are living over there and i didn't really understand the context as to why tibetan people are living over there then suddenly a few months back in my uh, final year of uh, my undergrad degree i just googled and started reading about mcleod ganj thought i might uh, you know go and travel there travel for some time live for a week or so and then i uh, got to know the whole historical context about mcleod ganj and uh, what whole place entails there's a different aura altogether it, it's like some for it's it's like a southeast asian city other than uh, an indian city which is uh, inside the heart of north india so i was really enchanted about it and uh, yeah that's how i thought of uh, traveling to it and plan my trip awesome so with that context um, tell us how you got there Okay so uh, I I just booked a ticket from Delhi ISBT Kashmiri Gate which is the central uh, bus station of Delhi uh-huh. I booked a Volvo bus from there directly till McLeod Ganj so they have a bus that uh, has prominent stops like Chandigarh then uh, a lot of other uh, Himachal towns as well then there's Dharmshala and McLeod Ganj which is the final stop so it's it's an overnight journey let's say I boarded around I boarded it around 9 or 9:30 or something and then I reached mcleod ganj early in the morning around 7 so it's a very comfortable overnight journey i mean you spend uh, most of the night almost sleeping and you do not face any issues and you wake up to the most majestic valley ever i mean it's, it's totally different than other valleys it's like a thousand kilometers uh, width and uh, length and you're just right in the middle of the valley and as far as you can see there's open space and there are mountains crowning it Amazing, Excellent. and it must have been a great view to wake up uh, in the morning yeah, right? the, from what you left. Exactly, the journey is really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. From as compa- if you compare it to what I left in Delhi, uh-huh. it's it's amazing. I mean, what I left in Delhi was just people trying to hop inside the bus and random flyovers here and there. Kashmir, I of- can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So, Shikhar, in terms of preparation for travel, uh, did you pack anything extra, and how how did you prepare for the trip? uh so uh, i am a very uh, amateur traveler i did not really know so i just took my rucksack which is a pretty huge rucksack and i just packed you know everything that i thought i could need since this was not a camping or hiking trip i did not you know carry torches or uh, let's say raincoats and stuff and sleeping bag but yeah i did carry all the necessities like i carried some important medicines i carried my i carried uh, enough clothes i carried enough footwear i carried uh, and i i didn't know that it rained so i saw the forecast and the forecast told that it had rained in mcleod ganj one two days before my uh, traveling days so yeah and that's why i did uh, a lot of uh, warm clothes even though it was in march and uh, yeah my camera my camera yes how can i how can i you know how 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 am i mentioning it in the last uh, in in the end of this but yeah, i did carry my camera perfect <laughs> so, what camera do you use i use a nikon d3200 which is a basic uh, which is a pretty basic model but yeah uh, it's it's enough for uh, an amateur traveler awesome and then what time of the year was this shikhar this was in march 
Okay, and a good time to travel. March is a good time to travel there. Yeah, it's a very good time to travel uh, in there because so, since Mekliot Ganj is not uh, you know perched at a really high altitude, it's uh, even harsh winters are fine to travel uh, December and January. But March is uh, particularly a very good time that I felt because uh, although it was all by coincidence that I traveled in March, there are uh, good rain showers in March. I mean, there'll be. Uh, once in a day at least you will see uh, it showering for let's say one or two hours and which makes the weather really uh, pleasant right. and also the hills that are uh, above mcleod ganj which basically you know sort of the cap for mcleod ganj those are completely covered in snow during march so it's a really nice sight i mean there's a green valley uh, down and there there are shining white peaks above and it's not even that cold it's mm-hmm. in march it's around uh, Three minimum is three degrees Celsius. So yeah, wow, it's a good weather. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it does sound a little cold, especially for us South Indians. Yeah, it does. <laughs> three probably for <laughs> yes, probably probably for the South Indians. Yeah, but uh, we Delhiites are accustomed to that kind of cold. Yeah, yeah I know. Sure. When you said the weather was okay, it was around three. I just looked at say three degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it gets really cold at night over there i mean the weather is as extreme uh, as it gets it's really uh, sunny and you know you feel like taking off all the layers and just walking here and there around and as and when the sun gets down as and when the clock hits 7 it's it's maddening cold it's maddening cold for 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 you know uh, people who are not north india yeah that that's what i can say yeah so shikhar in terms of stay how long was your trip for So my trip was for seven days. Uh-huh. Uh, roughly, uh, like I reached one Sunday morning, and then I left on the next Saturday. Okay. So it was a good seven days long trip. What was the agenda? We we didn't ask you this earlier, but what was on your mind when you just boarded that bus from Kashmiri Gate and uh, got off at Mcleod Ganj? So actually, uh, nothing was really my mind. I had read about uh, this particular uh, you know volunteer organization that works in Mcleod Ganj for the Tibetan refugee families. Okay. So it's it's called La Charitable Trust, spelled as in L H A and Charitable Trust. Okay. So So, uh, it has a lot of programs where it you know encourages travelers to come and volunteer even for hours for as long as they want they can you know you can even volunteer for one hour two hour one week two week or months so yeah the, i dread about it and i just thought that okay let me just go i never planned anything over there i did not you know uh, have a formalized program schedule for myself i just boarded the bus and i thought that okay let me just get down uh, Touch Mcleod Ganj down, and then I'll see what I have to do. So I had this in mind. I wanted to explore the city, and I wanted to know more about the culture. I wanted to read. Uh, I I really wanted to read some biographies out there about the Dalai Lama, which I eventually did. So these were a few basic vectors that were there in my mind, which made me decide and zero upon Mcleod Ganj. Excellent. With with that context and with that noble thought, more than anything. Uh, let's get on with the itinerary. Uh, tell us how your day one was spent, and um, well, so as you said, you didn't have anything planned. Um, so how was your stay, and uh, how was your um, boarding there planned? So uh, my day one was pretty interesting. Uh, as much uh, as the view outside was interesting, <laughs> as soon as I got down uh, into Mcleod Ganj, I suddenly, I mean, you know, it dawned upon me that I have not uh, booked 
I have not formally booked a lodging. Oh my god! I did not pre-book. <laughs> I did not pre-book any hotels, <laughs> and it was sense. freezing cold. It was maddening cold out there, and I had a really heavy back. <laughs> so, I just you know I just asked a couple of taxi drivers, and I asked them how far the city center is. It was like a half a kilometer walk. I just walked. till the city center and i started you know i opened a list of uh, hotels and guest houses and lodges on tripadvisor okay. and i started looking uh, descending order wise from the most popular uh, hotels to the least popular hotels i started going to the most popular hotel hotels and it was jam packed there were no vacancies for at least the first five or six hotels that i uh, you know knocked the doors off mm-hmm. and it was really cold so i traveled uh, not traveled yeah i actually walked for around banar uh, or so in uh, at 7 am in the morning and then i finally got one guest house oh, one noble <laughs> guest house that gave me a room to stay and it's called kunga guest house uh, and it's a very uh, it's a, it's a very good value for money stay so in mcleod ganj the average prices are less than 1000 rupees per night oh, for a room yeah. Yeah. those are all budget hotels and they give you really uh, good rooms for that kind of money so i had a 700 uh, per night room mm-hmm. uh, and there were decent amenities there was a tv there was a bed there was a kitchen like there was a set up your own kitchen sort of space oh, wow. uh, there was hot water of all the most important thing <laughs> and uh, yeah the guest house was uh, just located inside you know uh, so my room just opened into a very narrow street where i could see uh, little tibetan kids walking to school every day coming back and you know uh, women just screaming out of their kitchen shouting for ingredients and <laughs> buying vegetables from uh, vegetable vendors so yeah, it was it, it felt like i am living with those people so it was a good uh, stay yeah, amazing awesome. so um and and what was what was the plan then were you yes 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 so uh, after after you know getting the hotel i just rested and um, i decided to have breakfast uh, i went to jimmy's cafe which serves the best uh, waffles in mcleod ganj if anyone any of the listeners ever uh, plan to go to mcleod ganj you should go to jimmy's cafe so i was yeah, having a breakfast <laughs> yeah please please go there soon <laughs> so i was uh, i was having uh, breakfast i was having waffles and i was sitting alone on the table uh, when suddenly an american couple named greg and kristen they suddenly came and they asked if they could sit with me because uh, i was the only person sitting on the table so uh, one thing led to another we kept on talking and uh, they told me how you know they have taken a one month break just to travel uh, within india and they were coming from rishikesh they had volunteered in rishikesh and they told me about this really good uh, teaching that was going to happen uh, during the next two days in the main temple in the dalai temple of mcleod ganj which is uh, his holiness the dalai lama's residence sure so i got really interested and i you know uh, asked them to uh, get tickets for me if they were going to go to the office so that was pretty much uh, half of the day of my day one the next half was uh, pretty much just roaming about here and there trying out different kinds of momos and dumplings oh. and just uh, <laughs> yeah just just walking around here and there trying to click as much uh, street pictures as i could 
during my next day i uh, finally went to the dalai lama temple i met greg and kristen again and then we bought the tickets finally but it was too late the line was huge oh. if any of the listener or you guys ever plan to go to this dalai lama teaching which really is a very enriching one okay. please be book your tickets you would have to uh, stand in the line for 3 to 4 hours that's the kind of following that the dalai lama has wow. and what so, time of the day did you end up going there uh so i went uh, this was my day two when i went to the right. teaching and right. uh, and i went there at 8 am in the morning oh 8 am oh my god okay so it yeah, was way, way too crowded at 8 am as well yeah it was way too crowded at 8 am in the morning as well it was a huge line i mean Uh, the line started at uh, the main gate of the temple and it uh, wound up to the third floor of the temple oh, okay. so it was a pretty huge line okay so when you say to pre book the tickets uh, can we do that online or how is it done uh, i'm actually not sure if you can do it online because i did not visit the website but uh-huh. as and when you go to mcleod ganj uh, you can visit the office of uh, the tibetan government in exile okay. so it's near the main temple you can just go to the main temple and you know any point of time in the afternoon or in the early hours of the evening like 4 or 5 you can go there and get your tickets all right okay and how often uh, do the teachings happen uh, uh this particular teaching happens annually so it happens only in march and it attracts a huge crowd from uh, both north uh, and other parts of india as well so uh, predominantly i thought that the crowd would be tibetan but i was actually really shocked i mean there were lots of uh, people out there there were lots of uh, south indian people there were lots of uh, east indian people and there were lots of north indian people as well and uh, and even foreigners also like yeah yes a lot of foreigners as well loads of them uh, especially from uh, this in england especially from the states in england and uh, yeah you can find pretty much anyone corporate workers and uh, i even found an indian soap opera actress out there so every like literally everyone is there sure and and uh, i'm really not surprised that there's um, such a huge following because uh, his holiness dalai lama is such a personality that he attracts uh people from um, every nook and corner of the world yeah i mean even though uh, he's so modest even though uh, he's you know under such uh, threats all the time i mean he is obviously uh, though a very noble figure but a very controversial figure in uh, a few countries eyes sure. so even though you know when he's being escorted from uh, his chambers to his car it's very strictly advised to him that he just uh, walks into his car and gets in as soon as possible but he still takes time he meanders here and there he tries talking to people makes eye contact with them blesses the elderly and uh, so you know that just shows uh, leaps and bounds about him that he's uh, even though under such threat and at such an elderly age he's trying to do a lot for the people yeah he's a really great personality so uh, shikhar how much time did this um, whole process of getting the tickets you said it was 3 to 4 hours so was it almost midday yes yes it was almost mid- midday by the time i had gotten hold of the tickets if not midday it was like a, it was at least 11 or 11:30 am in the morning and uh, the teaching was already you know in its final leg at that point of time so i so we had no chance uh, but to attend the final day's teaching so that was the last day and uh, where he you know uh, officially closes uh, the teaching so we we finally got our tickets and decided to head back to the city center of mcleod ganj had some really great coffee and decided to go to bhagsunag temple 
So uh, it's it's a temple which is located at around uh, three to four kilometers from the main temple, like uh, from the main city center, mm-hmm. roughly a half an hour walk. And uh, it's a very ancient temple. It was also used uh, as a storehouse of rifles by a few regiments of the Indian Army, and there are still you know uh, marks of. Uh, that in the in the walls of the temple, and essentially it's the temple of Nag Devta, and there's a little pond out there in which people take holy dips. So it's a good site altogether. And uh, once you visit the temple, there's another road that you know starts from the temple and le- uh, goes all the way to Bhagsunath Falls. Mm. Okay. So uh, even though it's uh, a pretty commercialized place by now, but when you visit that place in the evening, it's really quaint and nice. Uh, it's comparatively less crowded in the evening and there's a very small shack over there which serves you uh, some really great tea and snacks uh, right beside the falls and there's also a very uh, I'll definitely go on using this term called legendary uh, cafe oh is that the Shivas cafe yes 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 it's a very famous cafe out there and uh, it's one of the cafes that serves uh, one of the very few cafes in McLeod Guns that serves a very multi-cuisine you know menu it serves Israeli as well Okay. So one question, uh, Shikhar, did you, you, you said you walked to the falls and the temple, right? Yeah. So how far of a walk was it? So uh, from the city center to the temple, it, it'll take uh, an average person around 25 minutes to 30 minutes okay, to walk. Okay, that's cool. okay. And uh, from from the temple to the falls, uh, let's say another 20 minutes. But, it, from, but from the temple to the falls, it's an uphill hike. It's oh. not a very proper road. Right. It's an uphill hike. Okay, okay. And it's a bit rocky in places. Okay, so walking is the only option from the temple to the falls or... uh, From the temple to the falls, yes. Cool. And did Kristen and Greg accompany you all this while or... uh... Yes, yes. Greg and Kristen accompanied me on this one. And believe me, you'll find the best kind of uh, mountain dogs in uh, on the Bhagsunag Falls. Oh Those God, dogs, they are really, yeah, they are really huge uh-huh. and uh, they are very clean and their coat is massive. Oh. I mean, it's almost four times of what uh, the street dogs are in. And those are street dogs. Oh those are not God. tamed ones. Oh. <laughs> and you'll just uh, brush your fingers across through their coat and you won't find a speck, speck of dust on your fingers. No. They are that clean. Amazing. And they'll just follow you for meters and meters. They'll like there was this huge dog. Uh, I cannot, you know, uh, I did I do not know which breed uh, was it of, but uh-huh. it was sort of uh, a German Shepherd kind of dog, but of a peach color. And uh-huh. it started following us, and it just it, the dog just didn't give up. Oh I mean, we God. kept on walking hundred meters, one hundred meters. That, that that dog didn't give up. Oh, that is a nice and friendly dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. I guess you spent the rest of the day visiting the temple and the falls, right? And um... Yeah, it was really a, a hectic day. I mean, uh, by the time we got to the city center from the Bhagsu Nag Falls, we were really tired and uh, all we could think of was just go and have some nice uh, momos. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to ask you this, <laughs> yeah. which is the best tasting momo like are they like i've heard a lot of different variety of momos are there is that true yes that's true oh, and uh, so <laughs> there's this yeah so there's this uh, place called tibetan kitchen in the city center which serves um which serves amazing variety of momos uh-huh. so my favorite momos over there were fried cheese momos so oh, those were fried God. momos okay 
with filling of uh, with the filling of cheese and vegetables so wow. <laughs> those were really great and the best thing about them was the sauces that accompanied them really yummy sauces okay shikha maybe and after <laughs> this interview i am going to like go on swiggies and order <laughs> some momos for myself now <laughs> uh, and and you know they uh, i i don't know if uh, you guys would have heard about it or not uh, there's this uh, tibetan dish called thukpa and uh, mcleod ganj was full of it so kind of a thing if i'm not wrong yeah it's it's, it's uh, a kind of a soup yes, yeah so it's a very uh-huh. thin broth and noodles uh, consisting of noodles and vegetables okay thank you you're making me so hungry now <laughs> <laughs> okay then i guess let's just move on to some other <laughs> yeah so so there's really no dearth of good food but what about yeah, um, absolutely. vegetarians so i'm a vegetarian okay and uh, there's no there's no dearth for vegetarians as well uh, there are a lot of vegetarian options uh, in terms of uh, in terms of all the cuisines there's indian there's tibetan there's uh, american as well at some places then there's also italian there's a lot of italian and yeah there's absolutely no dearth of vegetarian options i uh, for once did not feel that at all mm, that's so, so what did you do on day Three. Yeah, day Chicken. three. Yeah. Um, just run us through day three. I'm um, assuming the highlight would have been the teaching of Dalai Lama, right? Yes, that was uh, the day three. I really, I, I got up really late and I rushed to the temple. I was afraid that I won't get to go inside. But uh, my friends, Greg, Greg and Kristen, they were so great. They just waited uh, outside the temple for me and didn't go inside till the time I came. So uh, I rushed to temple, practically ran half of my way. And uh, I, I went inside, we got seated. We got decent seats uh, under the shade. And so we were, it, it was a really good arrangement. There were mats. and people were sitting on the floor mm-hmm. and uh, his holiness he was speaking and uh, there's also one thing that the listeners should take care of uh, if they ever you know end up attending this teaching mm-hmm. there's a uh, they sell radio transmitters outside in in a lot of in a lot of shops throughout mcleod ganj mm-hmm. so since uh, the dalai lama speaks in tibetan uh these radio transmitters act as translators mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so there are temporary radio stations that convert that translate uh, his teachings in tibetan uh, to english and hindi so you can buy one for about like uh, for as cheap as 250 to uh, you know uh, a dear one like 500 or 600 bucks one and uh, you can just you know plug your earphones in and uh, tune into the radio channel which is your distinct language so i listen to it in english and uh, it's it's a fairly 2 to 3 hours long uh, teaching in which he also you know uh, does some rituals along with his other priests inside and he teaches primarily about uh, bodhisattvas and uh, a great deal of other uh, buddhist topics mm, interesting and it's quite easy to get these transmitters uh, shikhar yeah it's quite easy to get those mm-hmm. uh, they are they are sold in practically all shops so yeah you can just buy them uh, buy these transmitters from any of these shops and they are even uh, you can just you know ask your uh, hotel or uh, the, the main temple as well okay, they'll tell you the place where to buy this from okay because that's quite a nice point for someone who doesn't know and who ends up going to the teaching yeah exactly and uh, if if even if you're not carrying one you'll uh, always find generous traveler who will be willing to share one uh, earphone with you <laughs> that's nice yeah. and how big of a gathering is it shaka 
it's a, it's a huge gathering uh, let's say like a courtyard full of around 200 to 300 people minimum okay okay any any anything else that you'd like to call out from the teaching or uh, we ready to move on uh, i think we're good to move on to the next subject okay So, so, so this was day 3 you yeah this was day 3 uh, actually i didn't uh, so yeah the, the teaching part was over about day 3 and uh, that's how you know uh, that's where i actually after attending the lailama's teaching on day 3 i really got this drive to know more about him and i picked some books of him and about him uh, from my hotel's bookshelf so that's the from day 3 i started reading about the dalai lama a lot and uh, after the teaching uh, Greg Christen and I we just decided to go to this place called Dull Lake, yeah. which is uh, a few meters off McLeod Gunge. You can just walk. It's around uh, four to five kilometers from McLeod Gunge, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a very nice place. I mean, uh, it's an uphill hike, but still, that hike is really amazing. It has uh, it's that place is uh, not really commercialized at all, and uh, unlike the Bhagsunag Falls, uh, the way will be less crowded. uh in the middle of dal lake we spotted uh, one hospital for dogs oh, so it was a the clinic and again full of dogs from the hills and oh. street dogs actually uh, and it was so great uh, i mean that there, there was a huge cage filled of uh, filled with dogs of all kinds they were different they, they, they were black dogs they were uh, peach colored dogs and there were dogs of all age and those dogs were you know when they were admitted to this hospital they were suffering from serious ailments oh. but hats to the administration of this hospital and the kind of uh, and the hard working people uh, of the city at present there are no uh, there are no rabies infected dogs in mcleod gunch oh, that was an actual fact they told us and uh, they they started off in the early 2000s they had this drive where they uh, you know uh, would vaccinate the dogs and now there is no uh, rabies infected dog in mcleod gunch oh, that's a great effort and yeah. it's a so, great achievement too yeah, it's it, it indeed is a very great achievement i mean i was really shocked to hear about it yeah. how uh, you know uh, they could vaccinate the dogs of this scattered hill station i mean it's great effort and really good for the civic sense uh, so w- once we exited this hospital we started our way back to the dal lake and once you reach dal lake it's a very it's uh, i'd say it's an ordinary as well as something extraordinary as well mm-hmm. so as soon as you reach dal lake you will find you know uh, a host of uh, ordinaries standing and which will give you a sense of okay now i'm here at another commercialized and crowded place <laughs> but that's not Uh, that's not so it's a it's a very small lake uh, surrounded by coniferous trees and it really looks beautiful uh, i mean uh, there are very less uh, tourists out there clicking pictures and all that the, the, it's not that kind of a place and you're not allowed to boat inside uh, dal lake so it's all the more uh, you know cleaner than other lakes and uh, besides dal lake surrounding it there are uh, around 2 to 3 temples mm-hmm. uh, so these are uh, so they are hindu temples they're not buddhist temples and uh, they the, the bells the ringing bells and you know um, the let's say the aarti's fire and it uh, all the more adds to the aura of this place it really looks good in the evening we when there in the evening and uh, you can you know once it starts getting dark you can see uh, the sky you know filling with stars which you cannot see in delhi that's a very <laughs> i won't i won't even say rare it's an impossible sight yeah, to see that it's impossible i think in delhi yeah. <laughs> uh, it's totally impossible to see that in delhi yeah. and uh, 
the leak is a very good picture you know to click pictures uh, is a very good place to click pictures mm. if 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 you are a budding photographer and if you are carrying your dslr it gray you'll end up spending at least one or two hours over there mm. it's that great i think i've seen a few pictures of it as well uh, there's a nice canopy of um, uh, deodorant trees surrounding the lake right? i was actually going to ask you um, my next question was going to be around the um, interaction with the locals or uh, and the community there apart from um, greg and kristen obviously um, how was that uh, any instances where <clears throat> you got to share some good time with the locals yes, definitely so uh, one of my you know predominantly when i shared time with the locals was when i was volunteering with la charitable trust and uh, so i would go there the next day, day. If, if that's the next day we could just go with the flow yeah so uh, day 1 2 and 3 was uh, roaming in and around mcleod ganj and uh-huh. day 4 5 and 6 were absolutely you know uh, simply reading and uh, going and volunteering at uh, la no actually not quite right day 4 was a little different day 4 was holy Yes, the <laughs> photo was holy, and it was really filled with uh, colors on the streets. So Greg and Kristen were there with me in the morning, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to volunteer uh, during the evening. And we did end up playing holy with uh, a few locals on the street. <laughs> yes, awesome. there were some people. There, there, there were some good people from Punjab who had uh, drove to McLeodgan, and they were playing holy with the drums and all. And um, Greg and Kristen, they got really excited, and. even a, uh, a great number of tibetan people because holi is a festival completely alien to them even they were they really get excited and you know start playing holi on the streets so yeah, it was good and holi without water that was the best thing they would just come out and you know dance and throw some color here and there without harming the dogs and yeah responsible that, that over there i actually you know uh, saw some uh, responsible holi that that was really good and uh, my day four primarily consisted of yeah going to the uh, main tem- going to the city centers temple so there's a temple called kala chakra temple and uh, it's it's a fairly small temple not as big as the dalai lama's temple but yeah it's really beautiful from the inside uh, i have also shared some pictures with you so one picture is of the temple it's really colorful and very beautiful and uh, i did uh, play holy dragon krishna and some locals and uh, i that was the first day of volunteering so in this particular organization if you're volunteering you'll be so i volunteered for uh, english conversational classes mm-hmm. most of the volunteers volunteer as english conversation specialists so uh, you get one hour mm-hmm. with uh, a group of locals so these necessarily need not be kids Okay. they can be grown ups as well actually most of them are preteens to uh, you know uh, like early 20s people so you get a group and uh, you have a few placards with you which have some topics of interest so let's say i so let's say there are topics like responsible advertising mm-hmm. in television then uh, the role uh, gender roles mm-hmm. uh, the role of kids in you know uh, shaping or uh, in shaping the ideologies and thoughts of adults okay. and not the other way around okay. so there are some really interesting topics with them or you can you know just pick up one book and um, start reading it out to them and you know discussing uh, what their thoughts are so it's a really nice activity you also get to know i also got to know uh, about their everyday lives some of these people you know they 
actually all of them uh, 95% of them were uh, re- tibetan refugee they, they belong to the tibetan refugee families mm-hmm. although they were in india but uh, earlier in the 1950s and 60s their uh, grandparents or parents had uh, come into india okay so yeah they these people they are really modest and you know upfront about life they would just you know uh, share everything out to you they would just bear uh, everything actually their thoughts in front of you so when i was discussing about uh, movies they would just you know get so excited and talk about salman khan smoky bajrangi bhaijan and uh, they would talk some of them you know really like damir khan some of them really like and it, it, it was you know those conversations were really nice i could feel as if you know uh, they are they belong to a totally different culture but how welcomingly they have imbibed into our culture as well yeah and gives out good really good vibes too i'm sure yeah exactly and you know when i uh, sort of so sometimes they would you know also so these people they are uh, they have a lot of security concerns at all times i mean these people they were driven out of their country they were literally driven out of their country yeah. so when i so you know uh, reassured this in my mind that they are uh, that i am a part of the country that you know help them during those uh, testing and desperate times uh-huh. and you know uh, and the country that has you know helped help them preserve their culture yeah and actually uh, enrich it day by day in different colonies in different tibetan refugee colonies it really uh, made me feel humble as well and you know they were also they they could you know just quickly connect with me and talk anything that they wanted to they could also share their concerns about you know not being that fluent in english or not being or not knowing hindi i mean communication was never a barrier they they, they were actually they they never sort of felt that okay this is an english conversation class and you know uh, communication is being a hindrance it was actually as if we were communicating very efficiently even without not being on the same levels of the language awesome it's easy to be blown away by the beauty surrounding mcleod ganj but um this experience i'm sure it's a whole different experience and um worthwhile as well right in spending 3 days there yeah it was, yeah exactly it was totally worthwhile i mean for the first 3 or 4 days i was just uh, you know seeing the external beauty of mcleod ganj yeah. i was just admiring the hills the temples the food and uh, the clean roads stuff like that but uh, in the next in the following 2 uh, or 3 days i actually got to interact with the people and got to know what actually exists inside mcleod ganj how the kind of you know the vibes that are there inside the city mm-hmm. uh, if you remove the whole tourist and um, you know tourist attraction cloud from mcleod ganj what actually is inside the soul of the city that i really touched in these 2 or 3 days Awesome. That's an enriching experience. Awesome. As I said, it's been a wonderful experience and a wonderful journey so far. As you said, from everything from the external beauty and the beautiful waterfalls to to being at the teaching of the Dalai Lama and meeting beautiful people like the locals as well as um, the American couple and Kristen and Greg, as well as doing this um, wonderful. job at volunteering so it's been a really really enriching experience from the sounds of it and i'm sure you and the whole all of it but if i had to ask you um one memorable moment from this trip if you just if you had to just close your eyes and think about one memorable moment what would that be shikhar 
so I can actually think of I cannot uh, single down on one memorable moment. Actually, I can really think of two. Uh-huh. Uh, if you know, if I just uh, zoom out of this whole trip, and those are really contrasting moments. So one was uh, when the it was you know after uh, yeah it was after uh, we went to the Dal Lake and uh, it was a pretty chilly night that time and we were sitting on the rooftop of this particular restaurant and we were just listening to the live music happening uh, downstairs uh-huh. and we were on the terrace the music was really fade and uh, the wind was quite pleasant we could actually hear crickets as well from um, you know the plants around the table and it was the food was delicious the uh, there was greg there was krishnan and and i was there and uh, the kind of conversations that we had then it was really amazing i mean we discussed everything from polit- from world politics to let's say an individual's responsibility towards his own life what are their life experiences back there uh, what what my life experiences have been um, you know in india how uh, i'm starting a whole journey all together after graduating to a completely new life how they have been you know uh, working how how so krishnan was a teacher and greg was an engineer how their journeys have been till now and they also lived in uh, hill station back there in colorado so yeah it was a really uh, good time and of course talking about the elections 2016 in america yeah, it was a really good time and uh, the next incident that i can think of was so in the dalai lama's main temple there's this particular uh, it, it's a museum it's a historic museum uh, which has on display information about what actually happened during uh, the tibetan uprising of 1959 when the dalai lama and, uh, and thousands of his uh, followers fled from tibet to india so you know you get to know the kind of crimes that were committed during that time the kind of hardships that these common people faced what were the political tensions over there and it's a it's a really minimal and uh, let's say grim atmosphere surrounding there but once you get out of it and you know you you just have this you, you just added with knowledge of the people that have you know suffered and still lived through it and it suddenly it it sends in a motivation injection within you that mm-hmm. if you know people uh, can be through so much and they can you know still start their lives from scratch in a totally different country then uh, i mean you you know you can just not stop uh, admiring the kind of willpower that human beings have i mean you can actually do anything if these people can be through all this and still start fresh mm-hmm. you can also just do anything so that's very enriching and also they serve you yak butter tea and the dalai lama teaching that was also another very good experience <laughs> it's not tasty for uh, a tea lover like me i like my tea sweet but yeah it's it's a good experience altogether having having an empty coffee cup that you uh, drank on the way to the temple and then you know having the monks uh, respectfully offer you uh, yak butter tea that's really good the experience is good tasting something so different altogether and you know feeling like uh, being a part of someone else's culture and sharing it was really good so these were the two senses out of my head that i can think of right now the best ones as awesome and as you said they are quite striking in terms of um, difference and in terms of and just in terms of the setting as well one about yeah the, uh, great dalai lama and the tradition and the tree 
attached to it and the other one uh, more contemporary sitting under the stars and uh, talking to some good friends about uh, life life in general i guess on a closing note i just like to thank you so much for um, being an excellent guide to us and all our listeners and taking us on this beautiful journey as i said um both to the eye and to the mind um just in terms of the experiences you have had and uh, uh the things you've done in terms of um, being a part of the teachings of the the, the holiness dalai lama as well as volunteering and um spending some quality time with um the local tibetan refugees and the um, tibetans there in general thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us thank you Thank you Shikhar thank you so thank much you for being a so wonderful much. guide <laughs> That was yet another great episode of The Musafir Stories If you guys like the show please subscribe to us on iTunes Audioboom Stitcher Pocket Radio or any other podcasting app that's available on iOS or Android You can also follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram we go by the handle The Musafir Stories or if it's okay you, you could email us at themusafirstories@gmail.com and visit our website www.themusafirstories.com for more information all of these links will be made available in the show notes section of the podcast so here's to more traveling sharing and inspiring stay tuned for our next episode until then happy travels and goodbye